The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Hour number two of a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app game, plus iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all from Bar Canada here at the D in downtown Las Vegas. Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin. We get tweets at being the book. Kevin Ryan. Gil, I, uh, too, like the NFL card this week. However, this week is uh, setting up for the nightmare scenario where everybody loves the same picks. Pittsburgh. I'm not on Pittsburgh. Raiders. I am on the Raiders. Cardinals. Patriots. Bengals. Kind of like a uh, beautiful, calm night on the Titanic. <laughs> it might be right. By the way, he's right about the Patriots thing. I have no interest in that game, but I hear so many people talking about really the Patriots Jets game where they're like, "Oh, it's Belichick's last game." I, I was going to say, they're is gonna, that the only angle that you're hearing that it's the Belichick send off game? Pretty much is the is the crux of it. Well, thank God they have the firepower to get it done, no problem, because no that's problem. all. That's all, the only thing that's been holding them back all year. The weather won't matter at right, all. Right? Yeah, the weather won't matter. The Nor wind. It, the wind will only blow when they don't have the ball. The total right down to right now in this game, like thirty-one, I think. Thirty. Oh, it's actually oh thirty and a half. I'm seeing also on this. Yeah, I, I mean that's your yeah. that's your if you want any any kind of pro tip for this weekend. I mean any of these games that you're considering, if you're looking at anything in the Northeast, make sure you're checking weather reports because this stuff. Um, you know, like even the Baltimore one, right? The Pittsburgh Baltimore game tomorrow. That one's changed big in the past twenty four hours. Yep. That, that totals down to 30, 34 and a half, thirty five. But again, we talked about this. I don't know if it was the Megapod or a numbers game. I can't remember. It's like, but I was saying, you know, you know how weather forecasts go. If that changes in any way, try to get ahead of that because that total will bounce up. If if the wind dies, especially. Um, I remember my my freshman year in Boston when the first time I heard that, I was like, oh, there's going to be a Norista tomorrow. Uh, I think it's the the greatest weather term. Trying to think if there's another one. Now, there's like a fire tornado or something that takes the cake. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah there's like about. fire tornadoes or something like that. You're like, it's not fire tornado, but I know you're, you're like, talking I haven't about. seen that sci-fi movie. Where's that at? I'm like a Norista. First of all, what language are y'all talking? Chili Gambler. Before it's too late, I wanted to wish you and Kelly a happy new year. Enjoyed the Megapod last night as I have all season. A nugget on <laughs> a nugget on Louisiana Tuchusville analytics show that they have perfected the Tuchus push and have more success with it than the Eagles. That came up on the show. Don't ask me. Um... JW pointing out, yeah, the Hamlin. Hamlin's no longer minus 140, which, uh, yeah, the gentleman who uh, wanted to hedge, he's like, oh, yeah, it's minus 275. Too too late for the hedge party. This is JW. Oh, no, excuse me, pardon. This is Scott Cup. He says, oh, no, those are the two gentlemen do it. Pardon me. Scott Cup was the one who, who uh, just realized it was minus 275. Jamie Leva, curious if that contraption that Matt Brown brings to the table has wheels and a handle. Just busting chops. I also kind of wanted Happy Friday, gentlemen. Yeah, Matt Brown. How would you describe? By the way, Matt Brown had to go. Uh, was it chest day? You think? Who knows? Who knows? Um, what, what is that contraption he has there? He has a screen. Yeah, it sets him up two more monitors. So he gets two yeah. monitors. It just plugs into his computer. It, it, it seems very handy. Yeah, I, I will answer this. It seems very handy. Um, 
for for doing it within shows, no, I would never do it because if you ever seen him try to set it up while he tries to like rush over here in yeah, between no. breaks, it's it's a whole process. To <laughs> it's get a, leg, it all it's a set Lego up. set. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he we, like, like I'm sure he wishes it had wheels or whatever was in yes. the tweet. Yeah. Oh, he would, but he would buy it if it did. The, he was talking about something off air as he was leaving here, um, which you know. I don't know if you've heard this from me ever before, but Puka Nakua needs four, four catches and 30 yards to break both rookie records, receptions and receiving yards. The Rams playing a meaningless game against San Francisco, both meaningless for, now I shouldn't say meaningless for the Rams. Rams could be six or seven, but the Rams clearly don't care um, where they fall, six or seven. And the Niners, of course, number one seed, no Brock Purdy, no Christian McCaffrey for them. The Rams are sitting everybody but Puka. So this is Carson Wentz versus Sam Darnold. Clearly, and and Sean McVay now is kind of on record here, right? They want to get yep. Puka his four catches and his thirty yards, and so the the strategy here ought to be when the props come out, if you can find and what an over three and a half and an under four and a half and play them both kind of thing. Is or, it four or under, five he needs? He needs four, needs but the four? thing is he needs 30 yards, too, for the receiving yards. Okay. So let's say he goes four for 27. They're going to feed him another one, I think. Yep. So I would yeah, I would be you, careful. I'd go three and a half, five and a half or yeah, something. Yeah, you got to keep those those numbers in mind. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, now, a lot of times you might see a... But then he says he's going to pull him immediately. Right, yeah. I, it's a comical situation. I was thinking about it on the on the ride in because I was listening to someone else talk about it on a podcast. And I'm like, if you're the Niners, I would love to just see the game, like the defense come out, like bracketing him in the first play. You're like, oh, this is obviously clearly the Rams. The only thing they're worried about is getting him the record. And then it's like, all right, get him out of here. Reset. Or like you were talking about, or the or the Niners just line up off of like 10 yards. Or they'll be like, like just get out of the oh, way. Oh, wait, if you get four catches, you'll leave the game here. You go ahead. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go take your four. Get oh, out. Wait, it's, you need 30 yards too? Okay. And pop him out of bounds right after he gets to the 30. Like I it is listen, I mean, the uh, the amazing thing about this is if this guy were a you know, if this guy were the seventh pick in the draft, if he was a top ten draft pick, we would not have stopped talking about him all year. Nope. Some of us didn't stop. But I'm just saying, we he would have been so hyped nationally. But he's a fifth round pick out of BYU. And so it just went under the radar. And uh, who was a Greeny? Mike Greenberg was screaming this morning. He goes, I'm sorry, but CJ Stroud is still the rookie of the year. I was like, hey, Greeny, relax. I didn't know you were into this subject. Um, I was like, I've heard you guys bring up Puka Nakua once, once this year. year. I didn't know it was even a conversation. I, mean, I think that I think you could say the same thing probably about the defensive rookie of the year race, right? Like we like Jalen Carter. Okay, what happened? We saw him at the beginning of the season. He like made a couple sacks as like the part of the Eagles, you know, third down pass rush unit. And every and like we just like you said, uh, like you like to say, we just installed him as this massive favorite. Hey, you can't all, bet it until you install it. Got to install it. Got to yeah. install it. But like he's been this massive favorite all year that we haven't even thought about until like the past two weeks when, when you've had these other guys racking up some sacks, Will Anderson and Kobe Turner. And all of a sudden, they're in the conversation. Yeah. So my point is, is that he had the name, right? He yes. had the name that you're saying if Puka had that name, yeah. he would have been up there right at the beginning. Great point. And, and, and with defensive rookie of the year, it's so much more nebulous than offensive. Right? In the case of Puka, these are tangible records that we have spoken about in previous years. Yeah. Justin Jefferson flirted. Uh, Jamar Chase flirted. Obviously, Jalen Waddle said it in terms of receptions. So the fact that Puka strolls in as a fifth round pick at a BYU and is about on the cusp of breaking them both, it does, coupled with, by the way, CJ Stroud's absence and playing poorly the week before his absence and kind of ho-hum this past week, you know, does, will this, here's my question with CJ Stroud and Puka before I get back to the defensive rookie of the year. Will Stroud and Nakua come down to as simple as this calculus, in your opinion? You put your mind, you're one of the 50 voters. If you're on the fence, which everybody seems to be. Oh, I know exactly You know exactly where I'm going with this. Puka breaks both records, and the Texans lose to the Colts and miss the postseason. I got to think real long and hard about it, Gil, and it is probably Puka Nakua. At that point, it's Puka. However... If Puka breaks the records and the Texans make the playoffs, it's going to be Stroud. It's CJ Stroud. It's CJ. I think it's that simple now. I really do. 
I'm not in the heads of every one of these 50 voters, but I bet you that's what a lot of them it's going to yeah. come down to. Now, with Defensive Rookie of the Year, I'm glad you brought that up, because, and it's a good comparison with the Jalen Carter thing. Those records are not in our mind from previous years, right? So, the, the way that we think about receptions and receiving yards for rookies like Jamar Chase, like Randy Moss, like Justin Jefferson in past years, we don't, we don't have an equivalent for a defensive rookie. And again, Kobe Turner, Kobe Turner did set or did tie the rookie record for sacks. Kobe Turner tied the rookie record for sacks that Aaron Donald, his teammate, set back in 2014, which is nine. Well, this is since 2012. It's not since 2012. Let me correct myself. So last decade, the most that anybody has had is nine. But nobody knows that. Like Nobody walks around thinking about that record until someone points it out. DeForest Buckner, Chris Jones had six. They're the closest. They're the next closest in the last decade. I still haven't done anything with this market yet, Gil. But every time I pull up Jalen Carter's just stats, he's done nothing. I mean, you're talking thirty total tackles. Thirty. Thirty. Think about that. Thirty tackles. Thirty tackles. Now, what's weird is all three of these guys, right? Him, Kobe Turner, and Will Anderson. You look at it, you're going to say it's basically the same thing. You're like, wait, none of these guys have like played. They barely tied. But they all have these sack stats that kind of outweigh it, right? So, it's six stats for Jalen Carter. But still, when's the last time? Like, I just pulled up. I just pulled up a couple, like, you know, Chase Young's rookie of the year. Rookie year. Like, there's these guys that have won this award in the past. They've done a lot more than that. So, I, like... I just don't. I don't know that that's this one's a slam dunk over with by any means. And and you know again, again tip of the cap to Jason Weingarten for even making that bet early in the week. But I like I would think this this mark is wide open with the three of those guys this week. And you know how we talked about with MVP like, and now we we get it. Lamar Jackson's going to be the MVP. But there was a lot of weeks where we talked about, hey, could this be the award where the person who gets the most second place votes on the one, two, three, four, five tier system ends up winning it? What if it's actually all this time? It's the defensive rookie of the year where that takes place. And if that takes place, does Devin Witherspoon become the guy yeah. with all of second so, place votes? So he, I'm so glad you brought him up. So like he's got, what's he at? Like 65 to one or something now yeah. because you've basically slotted these three guys. Well, okay. He might not have the blow, blow your mind interception stats or anything like that, but like the guy's been an important piece to that defense all season long. Right, like he's playing, like snap in, snap out, basically for that defense. He's sixty-five. This to is one. my way of saying I, I, I kind of agree with you. Yeah, like maybe that's the flyer play right at this moment before week eighteen, because it is the most vague award of them all. It feels like at the top, even though Aaron Schatz, one of the fifty voters, just one, just two percent of the whole thing, said he still thinks Jalen Carter gets it, but. I don't know. If everybody has Devin Witherspoon second. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, it's a great point. MVP is everybody put their pass rusher and then it's Witherspoon second. Right, that's right. Let's talk some college football. The national championship is on Monday. Dr. Bob has thoughts. That's on the other side. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VEASAN.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every NFL or bowl game? We didn't really get that, Kelly. The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every five minutes, so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. We're always improving our betting splits and recently added soccer betting splits from around the globe, like this one right here. No, I don't have one queued up today. I'm sorry, man. I'll let you down. Oh, boy. Scrambling with that producer thing today. I got to do everything around Betting splits, yet another way that VSIN is here to make you smarter, better year round. Check them out. All of today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com slash splits. We get tweets at beating the book, Uncle underscore Bush. Since Kelly loves hedge talk so much, I have Carolina lowest scoring team and two of most passing yards. Oh no, here we go. Do I go alt team total under New England Giants, Carolina, and alt pass yard overs on Dak and Goff? Oh my God, my head's exploding. Since these were bets, aided and abetted by a numbers game and friends as a fiduciary i feel like y'all are obligated to help <laughs> my my head didn't even make it through that well, tweet. The, uh, I, I wasn't even able to listen it was having oh, a fine it's, conversation it's, with dakota we're gonna have to take some time okay oh send it my way maybe i'll try to figure it out figure something out during a uh, jason segment okay what did you call the weather thing what did you call it like a fire tornado or something there. all right there's crazy weather ones jay buckley he nailed what i was thinking a bomb cyclone that's what you were thinking i never of. even heard of that one yeah we got i got snap called on that we got a few tweets of, uh, with, with bomb cyclone Is i've never it? heard that one. Oh yeah bomb cyclone that's what i was thinking you, you meant he said weather stuff happy friday boys yeah you too jerry bone knows he says, uh, rumor has it the Patriots are dealing with the flu, multiple players and coaches. And then parentheses, he puts, if not true, this tweet never happened and will self-destruct. Sean Higgs also says, bomb cyclone. Screaming A. Smith says, bomb cyclone, greatest weather term ever. Blue Hen Bill says, thunder snow. <laughs> oh, thunder snow. I've heard that one That's before. the one? Yeah. How about this one? No, I'm right. There's a fire tornado. It's called a fire whirl. Shay H. says this one. He goes, and he's, and he's showing me a report from Lincoln, Nebraska, where they say, it appears we will... We will be dry slotted here in Lincoln, Nebraska. This will this will drastically reduce our snowfall totals. Shea says dry slotted has made me laugh for over ten years. <laughs> I don't understand what that means. And apparently, they're what? not getting slow. They're dry slotted. So we're, like, there's snow, snow surrounding. No them. snow. Snow, snow, snow. We're dry slotted. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, that's how I took it. I'm just making that up. Stephen at Brosec1870 he says. I listened to Megapod for the first time and can't believe Kelly got forgotten in the first five minutes. You know what it was? We we said that uh, Brad Feinberg was the f- was the first first time guest of the year, and I was like, oh no no, Kelly was last week. <laughs> Eddie Vegan Runner Witherspoon seventy to one at DK seventy to one, and Sports Savant Veasan's official uh, place kicker Matt Brown uses a uh, what is that a Zbeck monitor attachment? Get that man a sponsorship. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it or not, but sponsor, Uh, ladies and gentlemen, he's a pioneer in sports uh, prediction, using predictive algorithms, modeling to get to his results. He did it uh, for the first time when he was a student at Cal years ago. He graces us with his presence now from somewhere outside of Denver, Colorado. It's the great Dr. Bob. How you doing, Bob? I'm doing fine, guys. How are you doing very well? Did, Did we wake you up? We apologize if we did. Yeah, I, uh, I'm a bit under the weather, so I got up early for my college basketball release, which is 
really early. And then I'm like, ah, I'm going to go back to bed. And then uh, I had my ringer, had my ringer off, like something. So I just, uh, my wife came screaming, and you're on the radio. I'm like, oh, <laughs> we heard her voice. Please tell her what's up. Um, by the way, <laughs> did you did you want to share a college basketball play with us that you picked, that you released? No, this? I didn't have any. Oh, you so I had didn't to get have up any. early to say to send out a message saying no plays today. Oh wow, always working, even when there's nothing to work on. <laughs> All right. Well, let me let me ask you about this before we get to your thoughts on the national championship. So week 18, like you don't like anything this week. You're staying away from it. No, I have a I have a few plays um, I took Atlanta earlier in the week when they were plus three and a half um, a small play on Atlanta. Just situationally good spot for them. New Orleans coming off a, a, a upset win. Atlanta. Kind of, I don't bet a lot of games based on situations, but uh, this is kind of the highest rated kind of situational play. And those have been really well over the years. Um, so I did a small play in Atlanta and that's, that's it. Okay. All <laughs> I right. might have a couple, I might have a couple other plays, you know, smaller, you know, strong opinions or something later in the week, but well, let's, um, not much. Let's talk about the national championship, Michigan, four and a half point favorite against Washington on Monday night from Houston, Texas. What are your thoughts here? Well, this is just a case of, you know, people were sort of downplaying Washington and wow, they just win a lot of close games and et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, a big part of that team was missing for most of your Jalen McMillan, the wide receiver was maybe considered the best of the wide receivers coming into the season. The first three weeks of the season, Washington was averaging over nine yards per play. I mean, it's just ridiculous. McMillan gets hurt. So he's out from week four through 12. He played, a couple of times, tried to play a couple of times, had a couple of targets, one in one game, one in another game, and he just wasn't able to go. He kind of came back not quite fully healthy against Washington State and had like five bubble screens thrown to him and didn't work out. But then he was fully healthy against Oregon, and he had, I think, 13 targets, 11 catches, 130-something yards, and now he's got a problem for defenses because now you've got three NFL-caliber receivers on a college team at the same time, and you can't cover all of them. And Oregon, you know, Penix was great against Oregon. <clears throat> you saw him against Texas, great again. And when you have all these three great receivers, it just makes it impossible to double-team anybody. And the fourth receiver, Jeremy uh, Bernard, is actually good, too. I mean, he averages 10 yards a target. And what it did is we get the fifth receiver, his name is Giles Jackson. He played a lot when McMillan was out. He only averaged 5.3 yards per target. So now you get a guy who's not productive at all, not even in the rotation anymore. You've got three NFL caliber receivers, a fourth receiver that's really good. And now you have a full arsenal of receivers that cannot be covered. I don't care how good your defense is. Texas has a very good defense, and they could not. Even when, they put, put way, even when Texas had the receivers covered, Michael Penix is so accurate with the deep ball. Amazing. He was throwing balls over the helmet of receivers into the arms of, uh, 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 you know, over the helmet of defenders into the arms of his receivers. It all, when a guy is that accurate, and he's, he was the most accurate deep ball thrower in the country this year, when someone's that accurate, it almost doesn't matter how good the defense is, how tightly those receivers are covered. He's going to drop it in there. And he saw multiple passes against Texas where he's just dropping dimes, just perfectly thrown passes down the field to his receivers. So if they are covered, they can still get beat and it's hard to cover all three of them. And here's the, and here's the, I mean, Alabama's got a good pass game, but here's the difference. You saw Michigan's pass rush against Alabama and they sacked Nolo six times. The sacking Nolo is completely different than getting to uh, Penix. Milroy, Milroy uh, gave a 44 sacks, and he got sacked 44 times in the season. So he gets sacked a lot to begin with. Well, Washington's offensive line won the Joe Moore Award, the best offensive line in the country award. The, uh, Penix has only been sacked 10 times the entire season. So if you're expecting to get to Penix, you're not. I mean, the most times he was sacked in any one game was two. You might get two sacks. Michigan might get two sacks. But it's not going to be like the Alabama game where they're just in the backfield all night. So if Penix has time to throw, which he always has, and he's got three great receivers, I, I just think it's, it's going to be one of those games where right, maybe you won't be able to run, but they don't care. Right, throw the ball more. That's Washington, if Washington throws the ball more, they're even more dangerous. So I think Washington's offense is going to do just fine in this game. And on the other side of the coin, 
you got Washington. I, I hear a lot about Washington's pass defense. I heard on the broadcast, well, they ranked 117th in pass defense this year. We had yards, yards allowed. But teams have to, teams threw it 42, 42 pass attempts per game against Washington because they were always down. You know, and if you think about how many times teams have to throw against Washington and how many of those guys were elite quarterbacks in the Pac-12 throwing against Washington, when you look at Washington and compensate their pass defense, yards per pass play, by who they faced, they're actually a very good pass defense, about 1.3 yards per pass play better than an average pass defense. So Washington has a very strong pass defense. The run defense is only 0.4 yards per running play better than average, so that is their weakness. And that sort of helps them here because Michigan will say, well, we'll just run the ball. Well, great, run the ball. I mean, you're not going to, I don't think you're going to beat Washington by just running the ball. And people get all fired up about Michigan's run game. Oh, those guys are so good. And Corum and Edwards. If you look at their stats, Corum and Edwards combined average 4.3 yards per run for the season. 4.3. That's not good. So fine, run the ball. An average of 4.3 yards per run. I mean, I just, you know, I don't think, yeah, Michigan's going to have to throw it more. And if they do throw it more, I think they'll have some success doing that because McCarthy's underrated. He doesn't have to throw it, but when he does, he's, he's very efficient. Um, but if they stick to this run, 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 we're just going to run because that's what we do, Washington might win this game straight up. So it's, yeah. When it comes down to it, I, yeah, I have Michigan by one and a half points, total of 55.5. So I, I have a lean. I'm not betting the game. I have a lean with um, with Washington. Plus yeah, but I think there's and a I lot of surprised. would be surprised if they won it outright. Yeah, right. it, it's it's. Um, I think a lot of people are going to hear that and then be very swayed by what you said. And that's such a great point about conventional stats that are thrown out on a mainstream broadcast versus what is actual truth, what is actual skill set. Bob, thank you so much. You can go back taking a nap now. Thank you. <laughs> All right, guys, how are we doing? Dr. Bob at Dr. Bob Sports on Twitter, drbobsports.com. Jason Weingart next. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. This week, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $150 in bonus bets instantly, and they'll get the NBA League Pass for the rest of the season. Download the app, use the promo code VSIN when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin, we get tweets at beating the book. Steven. Oh, no, I read that one. Jeffrey R. at uh, LL Wave Rider. Kelly, uh, it's January 5th. Why is Vison still showing holiday special TV ads? Kelly's in charge of all that stuff. <laughs> I was going to say, there's only certain things I have control over, okay? <laughs> <laughs> this is for Steven. This is from Brosec1870. For contest, I have a rule that I have to take points in at least two games of the five. I love betting teams to cover. Went from dead last two years ago to second place last year with that strategy. Currently, 58% was as high as 66% before this quarter. That's the luck. It's a pretty good strategy. I like that. Ed, underdoggy one. Gil, love the jacket. Got the same one for Christmas. Go pack, go. Eh, Deborah Song fashion style oh, collection. There you go. Martel J, I have an 80 to 1 ticket for the Rams to win the NFC, risking $200. My father in law grabbed it for me while in Las Vegas uh, for the rodeo, while other books were 50 to 1 and lower. Now I can't find it. We have pictures. Can we start the ticket claim before end of event? Um, yes, you can here's the thing as long as you have a picture of it and you know exactly when which you do based on the ticket you know exactly when you got it for what amount of money for the odds all that stuff but in terms of like the actual time and place you got it which we will not talk about on air you can go to that book and they typically will honor it with that because they'll be able to call it up at that point Uh, but good that you took a picture of it tony stossel says uh, one more thing he says Bombogenesis for <laughs> weather. I have no idea what that is. And then uh, Incognito better said he found 100 to 1 on Witherspoon. Yeah, I mean, hey, look, Gil and I are kicking around thoughts here. Just thoughts. Uh, that's all it is, but. There, that's the scenario. He gets all the second place I, I think that I think that award is far from wrapped up. And Adam Schefter is reporting that DeMar Hamlin. Uh, the Week 18 NFLPA Community MVP after he distributed more than 2,000 toys, 50 bikes, and hundreds of books to 750 Pennsylvania kids at his fourth annual holiday toy drive. And Colin Murphy tweets in, he says, Hamlin's politicking for it now. It's so bad how many, I pulled up that tweet, it's so bad how many replies are just comeback player of the year. Now the voters really won't, won't want to want uh, be the guy not to vote for him. It was a good run, Flacco. <laughs> 
That's great. Ladies and gentlemen, Jason Weigarten joins us. He may have been personally responsible for getting Kobe Turner down this low for defensive player, uh, defensive rookie of the year. Pardon me. He comes to us from a cloud of smoke at Spreadopedia in Southern Cali. How you doing, Jason? Pretty good. It, it probably wasn't totally me. Um, I just got it listed. I made one bet, maybe two bets. Well, you got uh, it listed and made you're, one. You were talking about the missing ticket thing. It's a good thing. It's it's at a Vegas sports book and they can pull it up because if it's a post office, man, they would not want to help you trying to find that. Like, <laughs> here we go. That means I had that and it was it was an experience. Would you like to share uh, that experience? Would you no, like? No, no, no. I already did. We're, we're over it. We're, we're beyond. <laughs> oh, OK. Just checking. <laughs> We're on to what Bill Belichick's thing. We're not, yeah, we're on to other things. We're on to other things. When VEASAN++ starts, uh, the Jason stories are going to be phenomenal. Where the hell does the reality TV show start? I mean, come on. Like this well, you know, I, I don't even know. Remember I told you the story about my most recent mail Yes, mishap. yes. There's, there is a, there's a mail mishap one that cannot be shared on air, which is just spectacular for Jason. It's just, oh, it, can only, it can only happen to him. It's incredible. <clears throat> and then the other thing about the, the promos and they're saying well, Kelly's in charge of that. I love when people, because it happens to me occasionally, and they're like, hey, I heard this thing on another show on VEASAN. And I'm like, well, you know, VEASAN's not like a, a set of cubicles where we're all sitting next to each other. Like, I've never met half of these people. We, I'm not the complaints department. I, I don't know what you want me to do. You know, like, I get I get this occasionally. Yeah. Well, the I, fact that you get it is amazing. Yeah. I'm like, what do you think? I'm going to, I can walk into the cubicle next to me and say, hey, man, like, this guy wants this fixed on Twitter. Well, um, people think you, you got know. that kind of juice. You got Kobe Turner up in the market. So they think you got, you know, that kind of, kind of power. All right. What you're saying Witherspoon is you got some Don, De, Devon Witherspoon. What, what's this I hear? Well, so here's the, here's the theory. The theory is, and, and Kelly and I just, we were talking. And when yeah, we get to talking. The theory that Gil and I have thought about for a, a long time, a total of like 14 minutes now. Minutes. <laughs> it, like we came up with it in 14 seconds, uh, which was because we're throwing around. Kelly brought up defensive rookie of the year. Because we were talking about Puka, he needs four and thirty, and then Sean McVay is going to get him his four and thirty. He's going to go out, and then it's probably going to be, "Hey, did Houston get to the playoffs? If they didn't, and Puka gets his rewards, maybe that's the difference. Maybe that's all it's going to come down to for some voters. Like, oh, that happens, so Puka wins. But if Houston gets in, it doesn't matter if Puka gets the the records. And then Kelly brought up Defensive Player of the Year, and we rookie sort of batted it. Defensive Rookie of the Year, pardon me. We we batted it around, and I just sort of. You know, because I had been saying at some point, now we know Lamar Jackson's winning MVP, but I had said at some point with, you know, maybe the person who gets the most second place votes, because it was so splintered at one point, is going to weasel their way into winning the award because it's a point system. But maybe all of this time, the real award that's going to have that happen is Defensive Rookie of the Year. And if that's the case, Maybe the it's your pass rusher of choice at number one, and then it's Devin Witherspoon all over the place at number two. That's the theory, anyway. And your reaction to I that? I don't. I don't disagree with that. Yeah, uh, we didn't talk about it last time I was on, but I know we talked about it last year. Um, one of the things to keep in mind on some of these awards, more so the you know non MVP awards, is the vote distribution. Yes. Um, we talked about this for comeback player of the year. Some years guys win with 12 first place votes sometimes they win with 25 you know it's it's a huge range so you're not wrong um i i, I don't know who's you know, you know i've thought about this myself why is why is carter still the favorite um is he no is he one the favorite just because just because no cares? Like, yeah i don't think there's really i think will anderson's got a good case uh i think turner's got a case witherspoon um i don't know you're you're selling me i like long shots this late in the season i think there's an upset somewhere i think stefanski could not necessarily win D'Amico ryan's like when you look at what they've done in texas like i don't think we're talking about that enough especially where they were i agree seasons and two before this year and the turnaround um you know i'm, I'm pretty impressed with that and then obviously sean McVay not getting a lot a lot of credit for you know what the rams have done this year uh, you know, the Rams have four rookie starters. Like I mentioned, they're going to get some love somewhere in the rookie of the years, but front office coach of the year, that's some big stuff they did. It's, it's pretty impressive to be in this position. What was the Texans pre-flop season win total? Wasn't it like three and a half or something like that? Something like that. So, I mean, that's th- what I'm saying. And, yeah. and typically, and then again, 
the Browns, the whole starting four quarterbacks, now five quarterbacks, very impressive. Take nothing away from them. I just think what D'Amico Ryans has come in and done as a first-year head coach in an organization that's just been completely, you know, dead and, and how he's turned it around so quickly deserves, you know, better than nine to one going into the last weekend in a primetime game. Four and a half, to clarify, for the Houston Texans pre-flop season win total. I mean, you make the postseason. That's it. It's an expectations thing for some. It's going to be for a lot of voters. It really, it really is. If you if you look at it historically, it's it's teams that not necessarily beat their win total, but but teams that out you know outplay their expectations significantly. The Browns have done that too, but you know I think Texans very live for some award, whether it's defensive rookie of the year. It's same similar situation to the Rams. You know they're going to win something, but you don't know what. Remind folks who, who, what you bet for week 18. Did you bet anything? Titans, I bet five. I think you get five and a half now. Uh, Vrabel on the record saying that losing sucks and right. they're not going to go out losing. And I laid uh, money line with the 49ers. I got 160, 165, up to 170. Now it's minus 200. But this is a weird game because at this point, like you know this is a potential playoff rematch. Neither side's going to show anything but the most vanilla offenses. I think Kyle Shanahan um, even even used the word vanilla, didn't he? Or he said, "Did he?" Yeah, I, I, didn't, yeah. I, I'm just, I was just assuming. You know, that's. But again, that's good to hear that that you know, right, right on, you know, right on with that. But you know, they're not going to show anything this week. And then you're getting Carson Wentz, Darnold. Like, I don't know what to expect. I might, I might still bet some over here. Um, try not to go too crazy on Week 18, but I will play the spots when I see them. But uh, yeah, I don't know what to expect with this game now. What do you, what do you think with the, with the Rams or the Niners? Well, I'll give you the Kyle Shanahan quote. Um, he did say he did use the word vanilla. He said, expect a vanilla game plan in this ball game. So yeah, which I mean, is fine, which is fine by me. But again, that doesn't mean they're not going to score points either. No, um, 40, I mean, 41 I, little, little low. I'm not touching this game. They're going to get, you know, Puka's going to get his catches at his yards. He's going to move on from that. It just, I want no part of it. Darnold, Wentz, catch the fever. I'll be watching it. Okay. I'm watching the whole game. Real quick, uh, before you go, because we only have 20 seconds, Dr. Bob just gave a passionate speech for why he likes UW in the national championship. You? Well, I got to see uh, Michigan up close, and they were monsters on both sides of the lines, and I think that could be the difference here, but my brother and my father and my grandfather, both of them went to the University of Washington, so um, <laughs> far be it for me here to say go, go Michigan. <laughs> Washington's going to win. All they right. are your national championship. Thank so you, I, Jason. I'll see you next week. See ya. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. 
I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. on a numbers game live from Bar Canada here at the D, downtown Las Vegas. Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidley. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You also get unlimited access to our VEASAN.com slash picks page. Sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. Check the top VEASAN expert leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI to see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. For VEASAN Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24-7 video access, become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Sign up now for only $9.99 at at vcin.com slash subscribe. Do you know what happened there? Did you just hear what I just said? No, what'd you say? I said, I was talking to Matt. I'm like, he might have thought the show was over. I, I 100% <laughs> thought the show was over. <laughs> Kelly, here's what happened off the break. Oh my God, it's hysterical. I said, You've never done that, that before. First time never that's done ever that happened, by the way. I thought the show was over. The reason is because I got into this conversation with Kelly. We'll just pull back the curtain here. <laughs> That's the first time in like 2,500 so, shows. You're scrambling for that read. And I'm about cops with the crew. I'm like, there's a chance he thought the show was over. And Gil like darts eyes at me. I'm like, oh, yeah, he did. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because uh, Kelly and I got this conversation because as a Christmas gift to the whole crew, I promised everybody $100 each to make whatever future bet they want. Yes. And so I made this promise. And we and definitely th- didn't forget about it. And then this morning, I'm in the shower. I'm like, uh, I should probably follow up on this with everybody. So that's we got to talking about this. We were making the list of all the people who have been so helpful on this show. By the way, can we give them a shout out? Absolutely. Matt, Reggie, Roberta Moreno, Dakota, Ryan, Stephen, who helps on the podcast, Stephen Young, Stephen Young uh, Wyatt, Sean, Isaiah, Larry. Um, so everybody's got a hundred dollar futures bet, and I got so into it that I kind of forgot where I kind of forgot where I was. So. I should have just opened up my mic. <laughs> like if you could have that full audio, I'm like, there's a chance he thought the show was over. That's the first time that's ever happened. Well, there you go. You know who hasn't given a pick today, by the way? You know who hasn't given an NFL pick? Oh my god. This right. guy right here, Kelly yep. Bidelon. Yep, that is true. That is true. We'll run through all of them again. I uh, this is look, this is I'm sitting here laughing. This, this is absolutely my fault as a producer. You should never have your host going into the next segment not knowing there's a segment. But Gil usually takes care of himself so well, I don't really <laughs> think about stuff like that. Oh, my God. It just threw me off so much. I've only made one so far, Gil. Um, oh, wow. I'm on the Bears. I'm on the Bears with you and Matt. That's the only thing I've bet so far. I actually did the exact same thing you did. Um, when that number first came out and then it started to drop, I bought the the, the As hook, soon as the back. juice yeah. fell, I went there. Yeah, yeah so that's like, what I did. Mine's right around the same thing as yours. It's like plus three and a half and minus 130 or something like that. Um, but, yeah, it, I like that one. And then... I've gotten a couple tweets about this. I I should be clear. The only thing I am doing with that Jacksonville one is I will be getting, I will be taking a piece of Tennessee plus three and a half. I'm kind of waiting to see where that number settles at though today when we get this, you know, another Jacksonville injury report. Heard Matt talking about it earlier though. There's questions about what all Trevor Lawrence can do. I think he's going to go. We did get, let's see, I saw this. Um, just about 15 minutes ago for an ESPN report, uh, Doug Peterson saying still this morning, he is day to day. It could be a game time decision on Trevor Lawrence. Um, so I imagine today at some point, can you imagine, can't let this drop to three, right? So yeah. I'm, I will take a piece at plus three and a half or plus four. I'm just w- kind of waiting a little bit here today to see where this goes. Just, I did get scared a little bit yesterday when this number jumped from, it went from like four and a half, five down to three and a half definitely don't want to miss it going past three. So I'll be taking a small piece of the Titans there um, at plus three and a half, plus four. But it's really not a play. It's just to cover up what my futures uh, position is with the Jaguars. Um, The other one, the other one I saw in that report is, 
you know, Christian Kirk, he, he did get activated off IR. He's back, but they're basically saying the same thing about him. Going to be completely almost, you know, game time decision is yeah, very we, questionable. We just assumed he was going to play. Right. Yeah. yeah we yeah. assume. And apparently the reports are you know, like the speeds there. It's just not, he's not really in full football shape yet. I think back to game shape. So there's some questions about that, but yeah, that's all I've got for week, week 18. Not a lot for me. I think this is a week where like, I don't look, if you've got strong conviction and you've got an angle, you ever got an angle, you bet the angle. I, this is a week I feel like every year, and I feel like I've seen it more this year than in mo- like in, in past years, Gil, of like people talking themselves into plays this week when it's just, you don't need to do it. We'll be right back yep. again next week with wild card weekend Very with true. some big football games to bet. If you don't see an edge one way or the other, you don't need to force anything just because football's on. And I feel like I've I've heard so many people talking themselves into bets this week. I'm just telling you what my reactions were on Monday, guessing yeah. lines, and I had four of them. So I mean, I don't, I never anticipate. Right, we've had weeks where I've had none during the during the regular season, or one maybe. Um, how I mean, the Jags from eight and three to eight and seven, then it's they incredible. get the Panthers, so they win that game. Right, they go nine and seven last week. But the fact that you're that they still. They still they they still don't control their own destiny. They win and they win the division. They're the four seed. They lose. There's still a scenario where they can get in. By the way, um, that that's is, gonna, that's going to be the grossest. By the way, if they is, get is, yeah, when they if get, you in, get in, a wild in and, card and you don't seed. win your yeah, bet, yeah. yeah. Um, by the way, that scenario. And again, every one of these teams has the scenarios. May I recommend also that the New York Times has this great interactive thing where you can figure out what teams' percentage chances are uh, by clicking you know, the results of games and they come up with a percentage, but the Jaguars, um, if they lose this, they could also make it as a number seven seed with a loss. If the Ravens beat the Steelers tomorrow and the Raiders beat the Broncos, again, the Raiders and Broncos doesn't mean anything to those two teams, but it could mean something to the Jaguars if the Jaguars lose. So there's that. Um, I don't know how you feel. I I mean, look, the the Jags have been a mess, but like, yes, a lot of it has been injury based. You know, they're like we keep bringing up the Bills. Like, oh man, if you got a chance to get the Bills out, if you're like, we're, we've talked we, that about that tomorrow's game, even with the Ravens Steelers. We brought it up with Matt of, you know, hey, if Ravens, if you do lose, like that, there is some good a good side of that, and that means the Bills have a chance of not making it in. I don't. I'd still rather see a team like the Colts or the Steelers than the Jaguars too. Who is the? You know, we play this game a lot. Who is the court? We talk about which quarterbacks you trust. What, do you trust Trevor Lawrence in the postseason? Do you trust, like, who do you trust the least of all potential postseason I, I guess that's where I'm getting at. Yeah, yes, I do. I do trust him more than some of these other guys. Like, I, I, yeah. would, I would much rather face, than Minshew. The, face Minshew and the Colts yeah. than the Jaguars, even, the, even if they are big. But I guess I'm getting at, what, how long is that list? You'd, in the AFC, more than Minshew, more than who else? I th- yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, because the toughest one right now is like, wait, all right, starting it, you got a game tomorrow. Would you rather have Stroud or Lawrence? You're going with Stroud. Stroud. Yeah, you're going with Stroud right now. Yeah, that's the problem. Is and I'm not putting I'm not putting Lawrence over. We got Joe Flacco. Well, maybe Flacco. Maybe Flacco. I don't know if I I can see that right now. Yes, maybe Flacco. If if I'm playing a game tomorrow, I'm going with Joe Flacco. Yeah, it's got to come at some point, right? The Flacco bad games. Yeah. I mean, it ha- look, there, there this is be- going to be this is going to be the Miami Heat of of last year for me. If it doesn't, if it doesn't happen, Gil, and the Browns win a damn Super Bowl. I bet you I will have lost a lot of money during the playoffs. As I'm asking that question, I'm anticipating what a listener is is thinking in their heads, and I'm, I'm thinking there's some people out there who are like, Tua, some people will still have that as an answer. I don't feel that way, but I, I think that's the only other person you could trust less. I mean, beyond oh, gosh, Mason that, Rudolph, yeah, right? You're right. There are probably are people out there saying that still. I don't that, believe uh, it. Just, just like, come on, man. Because it ain't Lamar and it ain't Mahomes. Right, it's not Josh Allen. No, nope. although some people might say Josh Allen too. But to, for me, Lawrence is way lower on that list than I think you would immediately think on instinct. Because yeah. I, I would, no, I, I would only put Mason Rudolph below him and and Minshew. That's it. Maybe Flacco. By the way, I, you know, speaking of Steelers quarterback situation, I feel like that's not something that's been talked about at, as as much as it should be. Like, what's the future of this of, of the Steelers and Kenny Pickett if he's being if oh. he's being benched in favor of Mason Rudolph. Think about like, and the fact that Tomlin decided to go with him 
And now, I mean, now he's obviously sticking with Mason Rudolph when you had the Pickett and Trubisky experience. No one ever talked about Mason Rudolph. Right. So Tomlin deserves credit for that. AKA because the Garza. Luca Garza, that's right. Kelly has never seen Luca Garza and Mason Rudolph in the same place. Just say it. And then the the contrast to that is how Kevin O'Connell handled the Minnesota, by the way, still mathematically alive for a postseason here as well. How Kevin O'Connell handled the post-Kirk Cousins thing, which is Josh Dobbs, uh, you won us a game that even Kirk Cousins probably wouldn't have won. Oh, and now you suck. So I never want to talk to you again. And now he's in this Mullins Hall spin cycle of nothingness where they never win. You know, it's See, like th- that that one, for whatever reason, that situation makes more sense to me just based off the pieces. Like, I, so are we just assuming Pitt- Pittsburgh's just rolling into next year with like we're going to Kenny Pickett's going to be the starter and we're all cool, I don't think we're so. all cool with oh, this? Oh, no, I don't think so at all. OK, all I don't right. think so at all. By the way, that storm of Jason Weingarten post office tweets, which are just hilarious. I couldn't get to all of them. I couldn't get to them. But there's like there's like at least five to ten. Oh, the one, one I got to keep remembering is, yeah, we got to be careful because we've got half the post office. The United States listens to the show. So it is our it is our clearest barometer <laughs> of the tens of millions of people who listen to this radio program is that we have the entire post office. Eight percent of the USPS. It's amazing. We love you, post office people. Don't listen to Jason. We love you guys. Um, we've done all we can do. Good luck with all your Week 18 bets in the NFL. Best bets is next. Enjoy. From Visa, the Sports Betting Network. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.